Daddy D. If it ain't going down at the Bunny Ranch, it ain't going down at all. It's going down, going down at the Bunny Ranch. Welcome back, listeners, to another episode of Bunny Ranch Podcast. My name is Alice Little, and I am your host, as well as a legal sex worker at the world-famous Moonlight Bunny Ranch, located in Carson City, Nevada. This week, I have starlet of the year, Natasha Starr, joining us from the Sagebrush Ranch. Hey! Oh my gosh, I am so excited to have you on this show. This is a conversation that we have been trying to make happen for like three weeks, you guys. <laughs> Natasha is one of the most popular and most requested ladies at the Sagebrush and also happens to be the starlet of the year. Could you tell everyone a little bit about what that title is and what it represents and how you came to end up in that position? Sure. First, thank you for having me, Alice. I really appreciate it. I'm glad we finally made it work. <laughs> yes. Um, so basically, Starlet of the Year. You can kind of think of it like the top booker, most requested yes. dates. And yeah. So. That's what's up. Professional woman right here. <laughs> and yeah, and I'm happy I, I got it my first year at Sagebrush. And That's I started, awesome. And I didn't start at the beginning of the year either, so it was... Yeah, I was very excited and... No, yeah. that's that's an amazing <laughs> accomplishment. It really just speaks to your level of professionalism, your ability to connect with people. What would you say really was the secret to your success? Um, I think where you say the connection is a big thing. Um, I've always been really, you know, with, I've got a lot of empathy and I've always been able to really connect with people and mm-hmm. kind of read body language really well. And um, so it's like I listen to people, but I tend to also hear what they're not saying. Yeah, um, being able to focus on that and bring out what it really is because it can be intimidating coming into a brothel. Oh my yeah. god, uh, <laughs> a little intimidating, like uh, utterly terrifying is more yeah. like it. I I remember my first day. I actually started here at the Sagebrush Ranch. I came up to the front gate. I had two bags in my hand, and I was like stone cold petrified. <laughs> I was like, "Hi, I'm I'm Alice. Um, is this the uh, um right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh my god, I was so freaking nervous, but like." Once you go through that experience, it really gives you empathy for everyone else that's coming here for oh, the yes. first time and what the journey is they're going through, too. Absolutely. I came here with zero experience in this type of industry whatsoever, and it's I didn't know what to expect, and I'd been with five partners my entire life before oh this. Oh, my gosh. So I was pretty much, I'm like, I'm not really sure, but okay, let's go for it. And that's yeah. incredible. <laughs> so what were some of your motivations for joining this industry? Uh, it might sound a bit weird, but I kind of always has have been intrigued by it. So I always Ooh. wanted to get into it to begin with. And from a pretty young age, from when I was, um, probably from when I was about 10 to 12, somewhere in there. You know, same. I was watching the HBO Cat House series and I was like, oh my God, all the sexy ladies having <laughs> fun and they're so elegant. And I yeah, want to be a pretty lady one day like that. I still haven't seen Cat House. <laughs> I need oh. to I know. It's okay. We're movie marathoning yeah. this. Like we may have to do this as like a special live streamed event, just like movie we marathon. Do that. Yeah. And oh, that would be so that much be fun. fun. Yeah. If you guys are interested in the idea, make sure to let us know. You can email me any podcast questions or feedback at alicelittle <laughs> at bunnyranch.com. So if you want to make like this happen, we totally could. Like that would that be so over the top. I would love top. to see it because I've heard so much. And I heard oh these, my yeah. gosh. My my favorite is the musical episode. I was it's, just about to say, oh, it keeps telling me I have to see the musical. Best. Yeah. It is the best. <laughs> like, I feel like we'd have to do it and then have like a live reenactment where we're like, Amy, can you remember the choreography? <laughs> like, quick test, throw down. But yeah, mine was mostly, um, I used to sneak 
listening to Howard Stern. That was one of the things. Oh. And he would interview some of the girls. Mm-hmm. And they just sing. And it wasn't really necessarily that it was like the sex industry or any of that or any of the funny things he would do. It was like these women seemed really confident. And then um, and to couple with that, my I'll cut the story short. So basically my father... Um, he had um, a business client that he'd have to see, and across the street there was uh, this woman, and I was just so intrigued with her. She barely spoke any words to me whatsoever. She wasn't the most beautiful, but she had this presence to her, and I just Ooh. and she owned like a I think it was a hair salon at the time, and I just was in love with this woman. And, yes, um, it's that that presence, that energy. It's like you were mentioning earlier. It's the reading between the lines, the unsaid. But it just, it is. Yeah, and he told, and so one, and it's like, I was so intrigued. I'd always talk about her. And one day as I got older, he said, do you know what she used to do? And I go, well, no. Well, she, um, she used to be a honeypot for the USSR. So, <gasps> and I'm oh like, my God, yeah. so hot. <laughs> and so then I was just like, oh. So I was, I kind of, she was just what I saw as the epitome of a very strong woman. And um, so then I started looking into it more. But it took me it took me quite a long time to get to the point where I had the courage to come here and do it. Um, you there's know, a lot of social pressures. There's always a lot of debate, too, as to whether it's better to enter the industry when you're younger or when you're, to enter the industry when you're a little bit older. And honestly, I think it really is a circumstantial question yes. based off of personal lived experience. Yes. There, I don't, there's there no is way I could, no right age. I don't think if... Natasha 10 years ago would not have been good at this job. Mm-hmm. So, but Natasha now is pretty much made for this job. Yes. So I've, I've taken a lot of that experiences and those experiences that I have gathered um, throughout my life seem to work very well in this environment. So Yes. Yeah. And the fact that you're willing to be so open and vulnerable with your guests and share those stories with them, it's so meaningful because it shows them that you're real. You're just a person just like they are here to have this a wonderful, amazing experience. You're not this, oh, I'm this intimidating sex worker yeah, here to come and get you. Like, no. <laughs> like, you're real. You're an honest-to-goodness human being looking to help somebody else learn more about themselves. Yeah, and to, to discover what intimacy is, because I don't think we have a really good definition of that in society. It's true. Yeah, I mean, like, what's your own personal definition of my intimacy? Own, my own personal definition is that it's different for everybody. <laughs> Mm-hmm. In a sense, and that it's going, and I think there's kind of like this social stigma, and I notice this a lot because a lot of people will come in with the same fears, like they'll think, oh, you know, my my penis isn't the right size, or I don't have enough experience in this, or I like that, and that's weird, mm. and that's or um, yes, the societal pressures really, really do affect people far more than anyone realizes or wants to even talk about in yeah. society. And it's like I've even had people like they've been in accidents that they don't even have genitalia anymore you know and so they're yeah like, and they're, they're, they still experience want and desire and exactly and so it's like they tell me it's like well I don't know what what I can do or if I'm going to get anything out of this and it's like I kind of think of it like this if sex was all about the orgasm then no one would seek out each other because we can all do that ourselves yes you precisely know? it's sex is there's, simple sex is common <laughs> sex is easy but connection but there, and intimacy exactly there's that's deeper, what's rare there's that's a deeper level yeah there's the there's the whole human part and then there's that part that little spark that makes you you yes and if you can go in and you can touch someone on that level and have them be able to see yours as well and have that touching as opposed to just a physical touching then you have a whole other experience and I think it's mm. It's kind of hard for me to put intimacy, I guess, into words because it's so, I think, really special and unique. It and, is. It's, and it's, it's an honor. It's an, an honor to be a part it's of. It's an intangible yeah. thing, and we only have human words to describe it. I, I often point to the Japanese language in the sense that they have five or six different words for love. Mm-hmm. And we have 
Love. Love. We have one. <laughs> one word. One word to describe this whole spectrum of emotion. And it's so sad because our language really isn't built for emotionality. Yeah, it's it so- doesn't allow us to communicate at that like deep, honest level. And it's so funny you say that too, because I've had a couple clients too where it's like they want to say that they love me, but they don't want to be like creepy or anything. I know. About it. And they're and always like, like, and I'm like, well, hey. and so a lot of times we create our own words. So then we have a word just special between us that means, you know, we know what it means. It's that that uh, that feeling, that connection that, def- you know, goes beyond. Something beyond words. Yes. And this is something that I've been exploring more in my own personal life with like friends and acquaintances. You know, maybe we shouldn't be so afraid to say I love you to people mm-hmm. in that familial friendship way. Like, all the time I like am laughing in a conversation. It's like, oh my God, I love you, Natasha. That's yeah. freaking hysterical. <laughs> and it's like, I do. I appreciate you at a, a deep intrinsic level that like it goes both ways. Yeah. And it's and like, it's, it's sad because we only have the one word to describe <laughs> it. And then it's like, it kind of goes, you can even take that like a little further when you start talking about things like unconditional love. And like, maybe mm. I'm getting a little bit, I don't know, a little bit. Oh, no, let's do it. Let's go down that rabbit hole. Let's go. (laughs) So when you can look, so what I define as that is you can be in the presence of someone and take them for exactly who they are. Like all their flaws, all everything. And there's no judgment. There's no negativity associated with it. It's like it's their entire life path right there. And you get experience. The good, the bad, the present, the future, the now, all of their previous lived experience. It creates them in that moment. And that moment is never going to be again, never, you know. Mm -hmm. And so just to be able to share in that. Yes, it's. It's oftentimes like I've recently had the opportunity, and this is a hilarious story. Um, I got to go to my high school reunion. Oh, Oh boy. Oh, yeah. I told everyone what I do for a living. Guess who was the coolest kid at that party? But, um, But anyway, though, you only remember people for the snapshot of the person that they were in high school, and you realize after 10 years... These are complete strangers. This is not the same person. Mm-hmm. They have 10 years more of lived experience. You figure we were, what, 18 years old yeah. when we saw each <laughs> other last? So it's a tremendous difference in maturity, in growth, experience. Some of them have kids now. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, stop it, stop it. We need to slow time down. Jesus Christ. It only goes faster. I'm sorry to oh, break no. that to you. Oh, yeah. no. Stop the clock. <laughs> Freeze. But it's cool, too. And it's like, I try to think also, like, you know, when you're, say, I don't know, when you're, say, you're you're 20 and you can look at, like, a 12-year-old and you can see the immaturity, you know, quote, unquote, Mm -hmm. of like that. And then, um, and you think, oh, you know, I'm at this point and that's immature but then when you're 30 and you look at 20 then you see and you're like oh wait a minute yeah. what was I thinking exactly oh, and, then and I'm sure you know the 40 looks at or whatever so it's like I always try to see like okay I try to look at myself from my 100 year old self you know yes and be like I've got stuff to learn and I'm just gonna be on this journey I'm gonna be the best mm-hmm. person I can be and just but gonna go for that is that not the meaning of life though it's the lived experiences mm-hmm. that we have and each thing gives us the opportunity to this unlock this facet about ourselves and learn more about what makes us us yeah and a, a part of that with this job too I feel we're calling it a job, but you know, it, no, is, it it's, is. But it's like it feels more than that. To it me. does. Yeah. Same, same. It's, it's like this is my career. This is this is so much more because it's like you go to a job. This is a lived experience. This is a this life. Is this is who a life. We are of, every yeah. day. Like this isn't a characterization <laughs> or a costume that we put on and take off. Like let me take my Alice Little face <laughs> off. Like no, hi, that's that's who I am. Alice is literally my middle name. Yeah. Like. <laughs> How much more real can I get with you? Like, 
It's true. It, it is. It's very, very different because it is a 24-7. It mm-hmm. is a connection at that level. But I think, too, it's like when, when, when we're talking about the, the whole experiences that we have that are creating ourselves and whatnot. You know, I think it, it helps to have somebody really see you, whatever, whatever part you are in your path and whatever journey. And I think we kind of fill that void a lot of times. Mm. I have this theory that one of the biggest fears that people have is that they're going to leave this life and they're going to feel like that they didn't matter or they weren't really seen on a deeper level yeah you know, they're in yes. some sort of mark on some other person because I think it all depends it's more important to having a human human to get connection than it is to say have your you know picture on a billboard or in a movie or whatever but if it's you have like here let me fiddle around on my laptop or my tablet and pay zero attention to this real soul that is next to me that I'm sharing this space with exactly and god because it's, it's like you got that one life or you know depending <laughs> you know what you believe but it's yeah, and to have that special moment to just share it with somebody, I think it, we fill a lot of that void um, mm, where a lot of people mm-hmm. might not be able to share yes. as deep as they want for, oh, whatever, for, yes. for a whole range of reasons. And so. You know, I think a lot of it comes from <clears throat> the fact that we have become a now, now, now society. Mm-hmm. Look at our dating platforms. Tinder, for example. Swipe, <laughs> swipe left, swipe, swipe right. <laughs> judge, like, judge, judge after two seconds based off of literally uh, a, a photo. photograph. Yeah. Oh my God! How much more shallow and materialistic can we get yeah, as a so, society? Yeah, let's just delete the actual. Do person. better, America. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, let's take all the personality, their name, their hobbies, their interests. Nah, you are just your snapshot. And I get so many people from like the Tinder and from like say um, a lot of those dating type sites, and they said they're just fed up with it and they just kind of want to come in, which is kind of funny for something real. And I was like, what is that I telling? Know. What is that telling you that? You know, that's not working. We need yes. we need to do better. We Society need to better. is broken in terms of how it views sexuality. Mm-hmm. And it blows my mind that people look at this as the t- stigmatization. Like, <laughs> oh, no, I want to see a sex worker. Oh, no, you want to learn more about yourself in a consensual, safe situation. With a person who's not going to judge you. You can be 100% honest and just open up. Oh, wow, explore. you're such yeah. a terrible person. Like... <laughs> Note the level of sarcasm I have in my voice yeah, here. Lock like, us up, Alice, oh God, we're just the worst. <laughs> How dare we make people feel loved and cared for? Mm. Like, it's so silly to me that there's such a judgment on what I've always felt like is such a caring and giving industry. Yeah, and it's a very, I think, therapeutic industry also. Because another is like I've noticed, um, especially with like older generational males. Um, they might have, maybe with their upbringing and stuff, they might feel like they can't go to, say, um, a traditional therapist. Um, mm. So, And they'll have all these problems, like emotionally, they don't know how to handle it, but they feel that they can't do that. And I, But it's like, but it's okay for sex, you know? Like, it's almost like they've got this masculinity thing. It's true. Yeah, it's, and so they, they come in. It's a societal perception, and it's something that I feel like we historically have put on men, too, this mantle of, you must be strong. You cannot be vulnerable. Real men don't cry. Real yeah. men don't need therapy. That's for women. Yeah. It's, and it's so sad it because sad. But you come see in, the negative effect of it. Unfortunately, it's like a lot of times they will come in here, and I think you can't really get as vulnerable with someone as you are naked. So they, mm. so if I'm, if they're naked and I'm naked at the same time and we're talking, you're just like, that's a really vulnerable place to be in. It is. And there's been a lot of, like a lot, a lot of times I've been able to help guys guide them into therapies. You know, they've had depressions. I've had, I've gotten like handwritten letters saying that, you know, 
because of our interactions, they're no longer looking at the suicide. Yes, and that stuff. Yes, you know? like can and we can we talk about that because this <laughs> has come up now on two or three of these podcasts. The fact that sex workers have quite literally saved lives Absolutely. by intervening in people that were feeling incredibly suicidal. Yeah, and it's like, like it just took someone to care. That God, was it. Like to be yes, in the presence, to be yes, vulnerable, and to care. And that's, yes. Oh my God. Like I, I personally, somewhere between two and five individuals a year will either reach out to me after an experience in person or simply just write in wanting to be, like you said, be seen. Yeah. Exactly. God, and it's just and it's such, such a, a it's, powerful thing. You made it it's so, so simple. simple. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. And we're on the same level. You get it. Yeah. We I've always felt like we have very yeah. much so the same the same mindset about this. Because for those of us that choose to do this for multiple years, we do look at this in a different way. We are building these long-term connections where, mm-hmm. just like myself, you do see a lot of the same folks again and again, and you're able to build on their experiences and enhance their lives in so, so many ways. Yeah, exactly. So. I was going to say, do you have a short a story that you can share with us about someone that you've maybe seen start off in one place and then kind of transform throughout this journey? Oh, yeah. I've got... I get to see him too. He's like, <laughs> I, I adore this person. So he, um, oh, I wish I had his letter with me so I could just read it because it's, it's so beautiful. But it's like, yeah, he came in and um, he's got this cute story and he, he did a lineup. He had no idea. He, he was just so lost. He was so mm. lost. And it was kind of like, he didn't even know why he was coming to the brothel. I think yes. he's like in the area and he's like, screw it. What else? I'm gonna just going to come you know, in through the door for um, those listening who don't know a lineup is for anyone that comes in that does not have an appointment with a particular lady. You're able to actually meet with all of the currently available ladies that are on shift. They'll come out to the parlor, line up quite literally in front of you, <laughs> introduce themselves by name, and then you'll have the opportunity to take one of the girls by the hand and go on a tour and get to know her a little bit too. Yeah. So we did a lineup and, um, he said, later he told me that he wanted to pick me, but he was so intimidated, you know, that he picked someone else. He was just like, you go. Yeah, he just, ah. he just grabbed and, um, and then I ended up getting pulled away for, for whatever reason. So when he came back out, he, he didn't um, book with the lady. So he came back out and he was sitting in the parlor and um, he, he was waiting for me. He was waiting for me, but I got pulled away. And he's, he later told me he was about to stand up and leave the place. And um, then I came over to him and I sat by him. And he said it was that moment that probably saved his life because then we talked and I brought him back and he was so scared and he was shaking and he was crying and it was all this. And it's, but I've seen him several times over the last year. Um, I'd say probably every month to six weeks. And now it's like, he's going out there. I mean, he's just taking control of his life. He's no longer, you know, he's like, now it's just not this overwhelming depression. The He's fog. Just kind of, the, the, the fog is what I always like to think of it as because you you can see it almost lift off of people. Like just after an experience, it almost feels like night and day. People mm-hmm. walk in and they may be nervous. They've got very tight body language. Their arms are yeah. crossed. Their shoulders are rounded. And by the time they walk out, they're the floating. front doors, yeah. they're like almost <laughs> skipping. Like their shoulders are back. Their heads they held high. Wings. They just yes, yeah. and they're just like oh. <laughs> and he's really come into his own and he said a lot of it was just like being able to talk and have that intimate one-on-one conversation and he's like, basically was acting like a mirror so he could see the great things about him that he wasn't able to see mm. on his own and it's just like look you've got this and you've got this and we've had you know and it's like and the funny thing is it's like a lot of people think this job is all about sex I know and, and it's like god sex is sex is almost no who cares it's like yeah we're gonna have sex and that's gonna be great and fantastic and wonderful but 
it's everything. It's yeah. all of it together. That's what makes this so special. Yeah, and a lot with like these appointment appointments with him in particular. A lot of them. I mean, gosh, if we've had say, I don't know, ten appoint, fifteen appointments, whatever it is. Okay, maybe four actually had intercourse in it. A lot of it was just different types of intimacy because his in- intimacy language was different. Yes. And we, we were able to discover what that was. Mm-hmm. And, so. and everyone, too. I always love to talk about the five love languages in particular mm-hmm. because intimacy and love are expressed in a whole number of different ways. So if you've not had the opportunity to read the five love languages, definitely check that book out. It's yeah. Oh, it's phenomenal. <laughs> it talks about acts of service versus physical touch. Mm-hmm. Gift versus, giving. Yes, versus, words yeah. of affirmation. And all of these different things, you figure everyone has their own hierarchy in terms of how they prefer to receive love mm-hmm. and how they prefer to show love. Yeah, and it's and he discovered a lot of things about intimacy that he didn't know because he was believing a lot of that social crap. Mm. And, you know, he thought, I have to be like this. Yep, do this. there we go. Society yeah. sets people up to fail. <laughs> That's... And so that's now the unfortunate reality of it. And now it. he's out. He's he's starting to like try to venture outwards, and he's he has a better understanding of what he wants and what he's actually looking for in a partnership. Yes. So that's good. So I hope that one day he, he's going to make someone so happy someday. So, oh God, yeah. I know it. I I almost feel like part of what we get to do is we get to help people heal, mend, and recover from past trauma, life experience, and then they get to go out into the world as these beautiful human beings that have learned compassion, communication, connection, intimacy skills, let's be real, we do get to help people (laughs) learn how to be better lovers too, then it's like, go, be free, find the woman of your dreams, or the man of your dreams, dreams, or the person of your dreams, go find love in whatever context you want. Yeah. And it's just, oh, and don't it's just be, so yeah, good. Don't be ashamed of it. Don't be anything. And it's... Embrace it. Yeah. <laughs> so once people have come and had this experience, where do you recommend they go to find this person of their dreams? Because let's be real. We know Tinder's not the answer. Correct. And it's like, it really depends, again, on the person. Because it's like, if they are shy, maybe there are some dating sites where that's going to be a little bit more appropriate Mm -hmm. Um, if they've got but a lot of times they want to go out and about so uh, I think a lot I do a lot of like almost training on how to talk to a girl yeah like your first date experience almost so and that's why I really like the outdates too because then they learn how to actually go out and date because I think a lot of it why they won't ask out the girl uh, one intimidation um and two another thing I I help them do too they're always like oh my gosh you're so beautiful and stuff I'm like really did you know I didn't actually get asked out until I was 30 like, that was the first time someone ever tried to ask me out or ever approached me. Because I always had to approach everybody. Always. And, and always. I thought, and I believed that I was, like, this ugly person and that nobody wanted me. And Obviously like, not. Yeah, and we then, know that's bullshit. And then, and then, But it's not true. And then it's like, now all these guys are coming up and they're saying, I would be too intimidated to approach a woman like you. I'm like, well, you should because nobody approached me. And it's like, and it's like, if you would have approached me, you would have been like the only person. Yes. And I would have so said yes. So God, you don't know. It's so funny because it's like... <laughs> Women go out hoping to be to be seen, I feel like. There's mm-hmm. a comedian that has this whole skit where she's like, women go out and we put on our pants and we go out there and we're like, come here, boys, come see me. <laughs> like, and it's hysterical, but it's true. You figure you should not be intimidated to walk up mm-hmm. to that woman and strike up a conversation. And you figure giving people good conversation starters beyond, hey, yes. sexy, yeah. is so important and because don't. you figure... It can be uncomfortable. Most people do have a little bit of social anxiety. Like, 
I get super nervous and I'm like, hi, you're pretty. Yeah, I still get, I get tons of social anxiety a lot still. And people are like, what, you? Yes, 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 yes. I'm everyone. <laughs> I'm, an, like, I'm an introvert, guys. I'm an introvert also. And people yes. are shocked about that. Always, oh always. Yes. And it's like, I've learned how to be comfortable with myself and overcome any sort of mm-hmm. challenges. And they can too. Everyone can do that. Yes. It's just learning about yourself and having, mm-hmm. you know, being personal able to growth, take that step. personal development. Like, I really like the Myers Briggs personality test because mm-hmm. it does a really great job of simply outlining who you are in terms of just straightforward yes. personality like I'm an INTJ which means I'm introverted I, wait INTP INTP there yeah. we go that makes sense it's like why we're right yeah. there on the same level you figure the difference is P is perceiving and J is for judging but the two are very very similar yes. in terms of how they view the world interpret information connect with others so that yep. kind of makes sense the INT tends to be like a very straightforward yeah, mindset. Type of, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. and for anyone listening, feel free to go take the Myers-Briggs personality test. There's 16 different types. It's super interesting, and it'll give you a lot of insight into just how you are as a human being. You mm-hmm. might even learn new things about yourself. You never <laughs> even realize where you're like, oh my God, that's me. I am the uh, indecisive person that should probably just roll a dice when I'm hungry to figure out what to eat because I'll spend twice as long trying to figure out what to eat as I will actually eating Eating it. it. Yep. Yep. It just makes life easy. You said too about how like you feel like women want to go out there to be seen. And that's so true. And especially there's like, because I used to teach dance for a while. And so a lot of times I'll teach guys very basic dance lessons. They're like, I'll never be able to dance. I'm like, I can get you dancing something simple within like 10 minutes. And I said, really the whole... If you want to make a woman feel wonderful with dancing, just show her off. The whole point of the dance is to make her look good. If you yes. can do that and have her a good time, she will just mm-hmm. be, she'll be putty. She'll I was be going putty to say, hands. for <laughs> anyone listening, there is an awesome opportunity to go dancing with Natasha. Up in Lake Tahoe, they have this awesome dinner cruise that actually has mm-hmm. live music and a stage for dancing. So you figure you get the opportunity to sit, have a nice romantic dinner, watch a sunset, and then go dancing with the girl of your dreams. Like, do <laughs> Do it. And Make it happen for and yourself. And if you're that guy who wants to do that, but you're too afraid to ask a woman to dance, or you think you can't dance, or you can't do any of that, then it's like the perfect way to get, yes. you know, just practice on it. Because you know what? You can step on my feet all you want. <laughs> it's not, you know, I'm not going to be bothered about it. I know we're here to, yes. you know, to help you. And you figure so. that's the whole thing is that <laughs> in this space, there is no judgment. There is exactly. no harshness to this. It's all a learning opportunity for you to be able to explore, learn, grow, and just gain new knowledge. And that's... That's a beautiful thing. I agree. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I've always thought that going to bars is a terrible way to meet women. And that guys, they're so much better off going to like their local library instead. I have always said the library. I'm like, you yes. should be <laughs> you there's, figure- so, there's so many events. Like they host so many different things for different yes. interests and, and whatnot. You yeah. can find something that's relevant to one of your interests and hobbies. Like you were sharing with us that you dance. Like what are some of the other things that you enjoy? Oh my gosh. Um, I really enjoy nature, hiking. Um, I'm very outdoorsy. Um, a lot of people know me. I'm like crazy about birds. <laughs> like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, like, anything, yeah, it's, I, um, I got my degree in wildlife management. Um, I have like an off-grid cabin, you know, so I'm pretty much outdoors. You have house. an off-grid cabin and yes. you're like, yeah, nonchalant. I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's freaking cool. Like it just goes to show that everyone is so multifaceted and has all these different elements that compose who they are. Oh yeah. Cause the people will see me in like this, like, like this nice elegant dress and the heels walking out for that I'm like oh yeah I'm completely certified in wilderness survival through the Ranger Academy and um yeah I've also know how to 
wield a chainsaw pretty good. And I yes, yes, that's that's like, up right there. I did all my lumber for my place. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh my gosh, you'll definitely have to share some photos with it with us as it comes along. Like that is oh, that's just so wild. So if somebody wants to connect with you, enjoys the experience, and wants to just learn more about this, how can they get a hold of you? Uh, the best way is through email. So if you can do Natasha Star at sagebrushranch.com. Um, and then uh, you can find me on Twitter, which is Natasha Star SBR, which stands for Sagebrush Ranch. Um, I post little videos, kind of cutesy, funny things there. Yes, I love your outfits of the day. Like, you <laughs> always have some of the most stylish things. And are you open to people being like, hey, I like that outfit you wore, like, last week on Thursday. Could I, like, special request that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I love that. Oh, okay. that's, that's one last thing I have to think about in the morning, right? Yes. Like, if you want to tell me what to wear, I'm like, awesome. That's yeah, <laughs> it's like, oh, please, you have a special request. Please like, dress me up. I'm, yeah. I'm I'm currently wearing like a little black sexy lingerie number over here based off of a special cross. I'm like, hey, that's what I'm wearing for live stream. Yeah, let's do this. Oh my goodness. Guys, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Bunny Ranch podcast. Again, my name is Alice Little. You can reach me at alicelittle at bunnyranch.com. Follow me on Twitter at the Alice Little or on Instagram at the Alice Little Official. If you've enjoyed this podcast, make sure to subscribe and give us five stars on whatever listening platform you're on. We will see you next week for another episode. Bye. Bye.